Welcome to the Corona Chronicles. Uh, we are still in Revelation chapter 17 and uh, we're going to pick up from verse 9. Um, after yesterday we were considering uh, the beast and uh, these two astonishments, you know, who's astonished at what. Uh, so you can go back and listen to yesterday's one if you want to you want to kind of orientate yourself a bit. But we're going to read from verses 9 to 14. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads of seven hills on which the woman sits. They are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is the other has not yet come. But when he does come, he must remain for only a little while. The beast who was and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received the kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. They will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings and with him will be all his called, chosen and faithful followers. Well, I, I don't know if, I mean, if you read Revelation for the first time, yeah. it, it, it <laughs> yeah. does sound weird, doesn't it? Yeah. There's seven kings and then there's an eighth king that belongs yeah. to the seventh king and then there's a beast and then there's this king of kings. Yes. It's, it, it's, it's, it, it can be quite um, confusing and, and, you know, you can see why people mock the Bible, but actually there's deadly serious stuff here, isn't there? Yeah. And, uh, Actually, it's not that hard if you know the rest of the Bible. Mm. It sort of fits in. So we've got this calling for a mind of wisdom. Um, so in other words, don't just laugh at this. No. Um, uh, really think about this. And of course, the, the, the way you really get wisdom is, is through listening to God, isn't it? I mean, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible mm. says. Mm. And we fear him not by hiding from him, but by hearing his word. Mm. And, uh, and listen to what he says. So here he is. He's saying, this is what's going on in the world. Mm. And uh, it's, you've got to listen. Mm. Uh, and then he tells us about these kings and things and, you know, hills and mountains. Mm. And it's all to do with power yeah. and, and uh, um, you know, uh, empires and kingdoms, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we're learning about the history of these empires. So, uh, in verse 10, these seven kings, five have fallen, one is, the other has not yet come. Um, in other words, this is kind of what we were looking at yesterday as well, that, that there have been empires that have looked extremely powerful mm. and yet are now fallen. So take Egypt, take Babylon. You know, these, these, are, these are kingdoms that have, that have come and gone. Um, there is the one that is, so we're still living in a sense under under the authority of, you know, there's dark powers and dark authorities uh, at the moment, and then there's one that's yet to come. And that's kind of something you see throughout here. It's like we're heading towards this climactic battle, you yeah. know, between uh, the Lamb and between these um, these dark, evil authorities. Um, it's kind of like if people are familiar with the Lord of the Rings, you know, books and films, um, this is what happens. So, so throughout the trilogy, you know, you've got some pretty big battles that take place. You know, you've got the Battle of Helm's Deep, the Battle of Minas Tirith, Tirith, and uh, where the dark forces come and they're toppled, and yet it's all approaching this climactic battle at the gates of Mordor when the evil ones, all that they've got left, they're just now going to throw it at the forces of good, everything that they've got, um, and yet their fate is sealed and, and they're going to lose. So. 
it's kind of the same thing going on. That the five kings have fallen. There's been victories in the past, but we're approaching when the gates of the enemy open and they throw everything they've got at the lamb, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a sort of battle of the kings, yeah. as, as you say. And you know, when he talks about seven hills, uh, the seven heads of the seven hills on which the woman sits. You know, I mean that is is well known. You know, because Rome was built on seven hills. Yeah. And so there's a sense of all of those historic kingdoms. And at the time of writing, of course, Rome was the superpower. Yeah. Babylon wasn't. No. Egypt wasn't. No. Rome was. But Rome yeah. itself has now gone. Yeah. yeah. So we're coming to this final... And I, I think it was, the other thing is it, it just struck me that this, this eighth king uh, is the beast. Mm. And he's part of the seven. So uh, it's sort of, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that what that's saying is that these seven kings representing the kingdoms of this world are actually influenced by this eighth king sort of over them, uh, which is the beast. And as we were seeing yesterday, that they're, they're structured on that which is unjust and, and unjust and, 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 and evil. Uh, and although they're big buildings mm. like Babel was, you've got the slaves that have to make the buildings mm. and you don't see you don't mm. see all of that. Um, so there's this this terrible injustice that's going on uh, and uh, then the lamb is gonna is mm. gonna come in. Yeah the lamb is the lamb is good and um, you know we talked about this in the past as well but um, despite how things look you know, this big battle is going to be over pretty quickly. In an hour. In an hour. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many ages it's taken them to amass their forces, yeah. but it's going to be over pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, the lamb is the one who is going to triumph. I um, mean, that's, that yeah. sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because you've got all these armies yeah. Yeah. amassing themselves against a the lamb. Yeah, you send a lamb out to the yeah. mortal I mean, forces. It's you know, sort of fairly uh, easy to yeah. kill, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the lamb wins. Yeah, because he is king of kings and lord of lords, and uh, there can be no standing against one with titles like that. You know, he's. We're not left in any doubt as who's in charge and who's going to win. Um, and then, and, yeah. and, then, and, and he's going to win, but he's going to win on behalf of others as well. Yeah. So that lo, lo, uh, verse fourteen at the end it says, "And with him, with yeah. the lamb, with the lord of lords, with the king of kings, with yeah. the one who triumphs, and with him." Yeah, will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love that because that that even that sentence gives all the glory to the Lamb. Because what are we told about these followers? Well, not that they're mighty, not that they're good in battle, um, not that they're strong in themselves. Their victory is because they've been called by the Lamb. They've been chosen by the Lamb. They're the Lamb's weak people who have been made strong in Him. Yeah, you know, and that's why they're going to win. Yeah, you know. Um, and and I mean, and, and we were learning, you know, in the last couple of sessions, that it's these holy people that yeah. blood was shed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, but they they're faithful. Yeah. They're faithful witnesses, even even though they they seem to be destroyed. They're not yeah. destroyed. They're yeah. everlasting. Yeah. And I think I think this. So I think just practically, you know, thinking about how this helps us, it sets our expectations, doesn't it? That that this. And you hear this in the media and stuff, you know, this idea that the longer we go on as a civilization, things are going to get better and better and better. You yeah. know, we're going to become more moral, more efficient, more advanced, more peace-loving, more harmonious, you know. Um, 
the revelation just kicks that into touch, doesn't it? You know, for as long as we live on earth, we are going to be, um, we get sin is going to be a feature. You know, Satan and his authority is going to be a feature of life. And we just need to, we just need to know that. We need to know that we're going to have a spiritual battle on our hands until the end. Um, but the way we draw strength for that battle is knowing that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is on the winning is on the winning side. Is the winning um, side, and so we look we look ahead. We we fight with hope, don't we? That's, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking about you know most of the the sort of uh, things that we shout when we're demonstrating to the government that we want to do something for us is is all about now, isn't it? Mm. You know, what do we want? Mm. Uh, we want we want freedom, so sort of freedom or more money, don't yeah. we? When do we want it? Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that's the that's the charm, isn't it? But that isn't the charm of the Christian. Mm. Uh, it's it's what do we want? Well, we want to be faithful followers of mm. Christ. And when is that going to happen? Mm. Well, when the King comes. Uh, there's this sort of looking to the future, isn't there? So we are people that are supposed to be um, sort of out of our now, yeah. aren't we? Looking beyond, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though we may be suffering now, yeah, it won't go on for long. Hmm. Well, we better finish there. I think.